welcome to the Blindfold Chess Podcast. In this week's game, we will be looking at a game from Hikaru Nakamura. Now, even just saying his name should bring about a sense of awe in the chess community. He was a prodigy, being the youngest American to beat an international master at the age of 10, and he was the fastest American to become a grandmaster at the age of 15 years and 79 days, which just beat out Bobby Fischer's record. He has grown to legendary status in the chess community, growing about to 1.5 million followers on Twitch, over 1.3 million subscribers on YouTube. And the reason for that is his boisterous personality, his speed and calculation, and his immeasurable success in both Bullet and Blitz, with his chess.com rating being 3,300 on Bullet, 1,376 on Blitz, and his three-minute puzzle rush being 54. He's best known for his insane number of arrows that he draws on the board while playing online, and it's not so much to demonstrate calculation in the process. It is to show the audience what he has already calculated. He's also been known to pre-move up to 30 moves in advance in order to win games, and his slang term of take the juicer. He also reviews his tournament games as soon as they are finished, most recently being the Candidates Tournament in 2022. He has won the U.S. Championship in 2005, 2009, 2012, 2015, and in 2019. He's played in and won numerous title Tuesdays while streaming, and he has given insane odds, which includes giving just a queen and king against Mr. Beast. In this week's game, we are going to be zeroing in on a uh, particular game that he played against a rising grandmaster, Ali Reza Faruja, played in 2020. So if we're ready, let's begin. Hikaru Nakamura versus Ali Reza Faruja, Lindoris Abbey Rapid Challenge, 2020. 1. Pawn to d4. Knight f6. 2. Knight f3. Pawn to d5. 3. Pawn to e3. Pawn to e6. Four pawn to b three Bishop e seven five Bishop b two What is the bishop's purpose on b two? That is to control the diagonal from a1 to h8. Even though the pawn on d4 is blockading it right now, it is a long-term plan to open the diagonal. Castle kingside. Six, bishop d3. Pawn to b6.
7. Castle Kingside Bishop b7 8. Knight b to d2 Pawn to c5 9. Pawn to a3 Knight c6 10. Pawn d takes c5 Pawn b takes c5 How many pieces does black have directly controlling or indirectly controlling on the d4 square? That would be 3. We have the pawn on c5, the knight on c6, and the queen on d8, all supporting the pawn that is on d5. Eleven pawn to c four. Pawn to a five. Twelve pawn c takes d five. Why would white want to take the d five pawn? Doesn't that give black complete control of the center? In a way, it does, but at the same time, white is opening up the dark squared bishop that is currently on b2. Pawn e takes d5. Thirteen, queen c2. Pawn to a4. 14, rook a to d1. Pawn a takes b3. 15, knight takes b3. Queen b6. 16, Bishop takes f6. Do you know why white would give up their beautiful bishop on b2 on an open diagonal for a knight that doesn't have much of a purpose on f6? It is a defender of the black king. The knight was covering h7 and white has plans of attacking on the king side. Capturing on f6 was also in the cards when white played rook a to d1. They wanted to remove the rook from the a1 square. Pawn g takes f6. 17. Bishop takes h7 check. King h8.
18, knight h4. There's an expression in chess that knights on the rim are dim, or that they're grim, or that they're just bad. But white has a plan for this knight on h4. What square does it want to go to? That will be f5. Knight e5. Nineteen, knight f5. Rook takes a3. Twenty, queen e2. This is a very nice, subtle move by Hikaru. The queen moves from c2 to e2 with the intention of going to what square? That would be h5. Rook a4. Twenty-one, queen h5. Black resigns. There is no way for black to get out of the discovered checks that will happen with the bishop that is on h7, and white will be able to checkmate the black king in very short order. This was just one of the many, many technical combinations that Hikaru has done in the past, and in this one he knocked off one of the world's best players in a little over 20 moves. There's not really much of a limit to what Hikaru can do, and since he is now a runner-up to the World Championship match, we will see how his future continues to grow. That is all that we have for this week, and I hope you will tune in for the next game where we continue to work on our visualization and look at great games from strong players of the present and of the past.